Hi, I'm Ollie from near Philadelphia. I'm Sina from Ohio. And this is Backlist and Chill. This is a podcast where we read old books that we, me, liked when we were <laughs> kids. And we read them again as adults. And we drink and we talk about them. Succinct and to the point. That is Backlist and Chill. <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> not us at all. <laughs> Okay. You can probably tell by the length of this episode. <laughs> the podcast is not succinct and to the point. <laughs> no, it's not. But your description was. <laughs> we have to be succinct somewhere. Yeah, in the beginning. In the beginning, <laughs> there was succinctness. <laughs> it steadily goes away. Yes, we're already doing it. Hooray! So good at this. We are. We're supremely good at this. <laughs> we're, we've gotten really good. This is this is the third mm-hmm. episode Mm-hmm. of the third season so it we is. better be getting good at this uh so season three we're talking about I'm, i was gonna say prolific but it's like she was prolific but then she stopped being prolific i but, still think it's pretty prolific for okay. for the time period for right? the, like, yeah for sure and for you know a lot of authors don't end up with this many books on their backs right? and they write their whole you know longer than she did yeah, some people only have a couple, and you're just like, oh, wow, I didn't realize. She was just, like, banging them out. Mm-hmm. Right, so then the prolific uh, <laughs> YA romance supernatural writer, one of the progenitors of the genre, mm-hmm. L.J. Smith. Mm-hmm. And we've started with The Vampire Diaries. We've already done book one and two. In this episode, we're talking about book three, The Fury. I keep thinking we're talking about book four. I'm like, yeah, last one. No, it is not. Right, and even when we got to the end of it, or when I got to the end of it, I was like, that's a nice way to end it. Fuck, there's more. Yeah, I know, right? Because I, like, I think we discussed before, but the the first three were written, and then they released the fourth one, like, the year after, so. Like, she probably had plans she, yeah. for a fourth one, but the trilogy was the trilogy. Yeah, it's like that. You can read book one, two, and three and walk away. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> Well, <laughs> but are we gonna? That's not true. The fourth one, I think, is the best, but you probably should stop after that. Well, I mean, we are going to stop, but we will probably, we, we will definitely come back because we got shit we need to read with L.J. Smith. We we need to get to the good ones. <laughs> the good ones. And the there's ones, ones I haven't read, obviously. Uh, so I'm looking forward to those. Like, I'm looking forward to the Night World books. Me too. I am very much looking forward to Secret Circle, and that's so much closer than Night World. There you go. And I'm, I'm of course, we're, I think we're both looking forward to Forbidden Game. Of course. And love it. But yeah, so like there's more good stuff ahead, but <laughs> for now. <laughs> for now, we're going to talk about the Fury. Mm-hmm. And while we're doing that, we are both drinking mm-hmm. the same drink. Why, yeah, we why are. Why are we drinking the same drink, Senna? Because... Uh, after 18 years of being internet friends, we finally got to see each other in real Yay! meat suit person. We did. We met in person and it was great. And I was so happy to meet you. Mm-hmm. And and we were at a, we were at a, a huge grocery, grocery store, store. With a very good liquor section. Oh, yeah. I was very surprised. It even had my delicious baby wine that I mm-hmm. can't find anywhere. <laughs> and, and I got that. And I should have bought all six fucking bottles. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll take all of these. Thank you. <laughs> But while we were there, we read um, the backs of interesting-looking bottles of wine, trying to find ones that would be fun to drink while reading the the Vampire Diaries book mm-hmm. uh, that we had coming up. And some of them are great. Like I, I, I definitely would start a a small little. <laughs> 
like, I don't even know, just a fucking Twitter or something. <laughs> yeah. Just rambling about the backs of these, because, oh god, there was one where it was just such a blurb. Mm-hmm. Like, people are blurbing their fucking wine. Like, there was a story. You could read the back of a fucking wine book like you would the back of a book book. Yeah. This is my wine book. Mm-hmm. So it's got one had crows. The one my favorite one had like dark twisting trees and crows in the stormy sky. <laughs> it was very moody. It was. Had the wine sounded good, I think I would have picked that one up. But it didn't. <laughs> but it did not sound good. So instead, instead we got Love Noir Satin Red 2016. Three whole years old. Oh, gosh, it's so old. Mm-hmm. But the bottle was beautiful. I love it. It is pretty. It's, it's so good. It's got, like, a nice gold... Um, filigree? Yeah, it's like a, a gold filigree, but it's like a really geometric kind of filigree, which is cool. And the gold's very shiny. It is. And I'm going to read the back of it so people understand why we like it. <laughs> Every wine has a darker side. Experience the sultry, fruit-forward flavors and seductive textures of Love Noir Satin Red. (laughs) Richness and decadence are balanced with supple structure to form layers of luxurious flavor from the first alluring sip to the last. Notes of dark cherry, fresh raspberry, and a hint of mocha spark intensity and intrigue, culminating in a smooth, silky finish succumb to your urges and experience love noir so like one it kind of sounds like they're trying to sell me a perfume it does two (laughs) it's so very vampire diaries it is love noir love noir like elena would see this and be like that's my life right there (laughs) that's me and stefan oh i must drink this <laughs> so I'm gonna try it. I haven't tried mine yet. It's oh been... my god, really? I've been drinking yeah. it this whole time. I'm sorry. Oh, good. I'm glad that that you've been drinking it. I've been waiting because I like to taste mine on air, as it were. I tried, but it was just sitting there. All right, very nice. Smells like fruit. Yep, mm-hmm. I like wine. Not at all. <gasps> nom nom nom. All right, here we go. I hate reds. Uh huh. It could be colder. It could. Yeah, it would probably be better colder. Yeah, like if it was icy cold, that would be nice. But it doesn't have that terrible wine eh, that I hate. It's very smooth. They're correct. Are they? I don't know anything about alcohol. It kind of just tastes like ass to me, but I'm still drinking it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not something where like, mm, this is very good. I want to drink more of it. Like, I'll drink <laughs> it. I have to drink it. Right. I chose this life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. There's fruit. I wish it was colder. I can see the mocha. The mocha's the only thing they describe the where I'm like, yeah, this does kind of taste like coffee. I also hate coffee. <laughs> I'm not a coffee fan either. Give me that tea. <laughs> I don't know. It's like very watery in the middle. Yeah. I don't know. I've been cutting mine with uh, some kind of fruit juice. It's probably smart. Probably fruitier that way. I'm just going to drink this. Fu- it's it's an excellent color, though. Oh, yeah. It's very pretty. Very whiny. Yep. We're so good with these these words about wine. <laughs> I do. I don't know. It's like alcohol. ass. It's kind of thin <laughs> in the middle. It's got a real good wine color to it. <laughs> it's red. Guess it could be colder. <laughs> that one's on me. Actually, it's very, it's drinkable in the sense that I can drink it, mm-hmm. but not because I want to, but because I'm thirsty. 
<laughs> because at this point we're kind of obligated to. Yeah, like, I need to drink it. I haven't had much liquids. I've had food. And, like, I'm not going, oh, God, bleh, like some podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it could definitely be worse. It could be worse, Love Noir. <laughs> Please sponsor our next episode. <laughs> We give glowing reviews. It's got a real good wine color. And it could be worse. (laughs) The Vampire Diaries has got a real good book thing going on and it could be worse. It has pages with words. (laughs) Some of those words I like. There is a plot that happens technically. (laughs) Characters do talk. Do they communicate, though? Let's find out. I love that. That's going to be my blurb for every book. Characters do talk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (sighs) All right, so now that we know what we're drinking, it's wine. What are we reading? Do you have a blurb you want to read since I have blurbed the wine? The wine book? Sure, I will read the blurb. Uh, So, The Fury, The Vampire Diaries, number three. A love triangle of unspeakable horror. Stefan, tormented after losing Elena, he's determined to end the feud with his brother, Damon, whatever the cost. Damon, mocking Stefan and Elena, he laughs in the face of doom. Elena, wild with her craving for blood, she confronts the ultimate evil. The terrifying story of two vampire brothers and the beautiful girl torn between them. Clap, clap, clap. Yep. Right, mine is longer and different. Oh, okay. Because you have the bind up with the second yep. two books, right? Yes. I have uh, The Fury and Dark Reunion all in one. This is when the, the CW series was coming out. So at the top, it's like, no, watch uh, the CW series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Mine starts with Love Can Kill. Elena, transformed. The golden girl has become what she once feared and desired. Stefan. Tormented by losing Elena, he's determined to end his feud with Damon once and for all, whatever the cost. But slowly he begins to realize that his brother is not his only enemy. Damon. At last, he possesses Elena. But will his thirst for revenge against Stefan poison his triumph, or can they come together to face one final battle? Collected here in one edition of the third and fourth volumes of the Vampire Diaries, a riveting conclusion to the tale of two vampire brothers and the beautiful girl torn between them. Well, that's very... I mean, it's more. Yeah, it's it gives you a little bit more. It's still wrong. So S- Elena's is true. Yeah, she's transformed. She's become what she once feared and desired. That's true. But Stefan's about, like, determined to end the feud, whatever the cost. Like, I feel like that's the past two books, not this book. I, I feel like that's a book that doesn't really exist. Like, it's, yeah. it comes in at the end of this book. I guess. But he was, like, all about, like, oh, I don't want to be fighting Damon anymore. I want to just end this fucking rivalry. It's bullshit. Let's, let's murder each other. I feel like, hmm, I feel like ending it was never, like, a goal specifically. I think it was just, like, I just don't want to be in the same room with that guy. <laughs> Why does he keep hunting me down? Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, uh, Damon, <laughs> leave me alone. I just want to live my mopey life. Can't I just be suicidal over here? <laughs> Can I be suicidal without people trying to constantly kill me? <laughs> he really has the most ridiculous arc in that regards. <laughs> I'm so sad and mopey and I just want to die because I'm terrible. I want to kill you. Fuck you. You don't get to kill me. <laughs> I ah. get to kill me. 
wouldn't we both be happy? You would be dead. This is what we both want? Yes? Every time it comes down to it, Damon is also like, I don't get to kill you. I get to kill you at some later date. (laughs) But not today. I want you to live with the knowledge that someday it'll be me. (laughs) This is more humiliating. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna go. And that is always so strange to me because it's like when you leave your vampire rival alone, you run the risk of literally anything happening to them. (laughs) (laughs) Up to and including for vampires who can't handle the sun. Them just being like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, But like he doesn't possess Elena. Uh, At last he possesses Elena for like a fucking chapter. Yeah, it's literally for like a chapter or two. Yeah. Right. That's it. So it's just it's it's. It's weird. But hey, that's the theory. That's what they're telling us it's about. And I'm sure that... I'm sure it's all true. I'm sure it's all very true. All right. So that's our blurb. And uh, my cover is, as always, just this like half face thing. Because this was in the mid 2000s when every book was like, what if it was just a piece of a face? So this is not Elena to me on this cover. Like it is because like... The book says that she's blonde with blue eyes, but mm-hmm. my Elena in my head is always just uh, the gal from the TV series. Right. So it's like, here's this blonde, straight hair, sweeped across the pink text saying LJ Smith at the top, and then the Vampire Diaries in a really fun font. I like that font. Yeah, I love it too. Like, it's just, it's fun. It tells you what it is. And even the hot pink of it, you're just like, yep, going in for, like, a fun, kind of creepy vampire romance. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready for you. Like, frilly gothic. Uh, and then underneath a little banner in white with The Fury and Dark Reunion, New York Times bestseller. And then you see her, her dark eyebrow, which doesn't match her blonde hair. And then the blue, blue eye. And then, like, she's got kind of a... It's probably meant to be a smirk, but it's, like, also kind of a sneer on her face. Like, she just looks very unimpressed. It is very disdainful. I love it. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of Elena, I guess. It's got the right expression for Elena. Agreed. That's my cover. What's your cover? Uh, so I don't actually have a paper copy of this one. This is the one Vampire Diaries book that I don't own. So my digital copy is actually the TV tie-in cover, which sucks and is boring. It's just a promo shot. But I feel like the one true cover is the 90s illustrated cover. Fuck yeah. Um, and that one is another variation of the ones that have come before. It's just Elena's face in a gothic setting. And then the left side has the blue paper texture. And this time the title treatment is in green. Mm-hmm. Um, but the illustration on this one is Elena... Looking like her face has been projected onto a gravestone. Yeah. And she's just kind of looking off to the side and there's a gargoyle, a headless gargoyle sitting on top of the gravestone and a moon in the background and a crow. Uh, Which is my favorite part of that cover. Yes, rising into the sky. And then on the bottom left corner, there's a really bad portrait of Stefan. Not portrait, a very bad, like silhouette with bad facial features of Stefan in a graveyard. Was he ever even in a graveyard in this book? I don't think so. I don't either. Like, in the past, they've done pretty good uh, references. Yeah, this, I think, is just more in keeping with the way that the other ones have looked. I think he's been, yeah. like, in the graveyard in the last one, too. But uh, And then it has the head, presumably, of the... Oh, it's not a gargoyle. It's, like, it's an, like an angel. angel. Yeah. They were at the head of the angel uh, at the bottom of Elena's face. And uh, the tagline on this is the final conflict. 
But it's um, book three of four. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's book three no, of, like, really 12. Is. This is the final book in the series. But I don't think we've mentioned it before, but if you have any interest whatsoever in L.J. Smith and L.J. Smith covers, and there are so many, and they're all very good, uh, you should check out the L.J. Smith cover resource. It's ljscovers.insanitysandwich.com. <laughs> Um, but it has covers from like hundreds of countries. Yeah, because these were just printed everywhere. Yes, they were very popular, and all of the covers are so good. Yeah, like I'm looking at the editions right now, and there are some fun covers. There are. I love the um. So the original Vampire Diaries has the covers that we've been describing with like Elena's face and stuff, but they also got like the kind of R.L. Stein-ish paperback uh treatment mm-hmm. where it's just like elena and some greaser looking dude behind her but they're so <laughs> like of their time and like again rl steinish or caroline bikuni or you know i just love them they're so good so yeah you should check it out they have covers for all of her different books all of her different series and they all are so fucking interesting I love to seeing the different um, covers from different countries where you see yes. like what's their tropey cover of the moment, basically. Because mm-hmm. that's what these got. These got like, what's going to sell here? Right. This? Let's do it. I've seen other covers for other books where it's like, oh, wow, that really fits. Yeah, that's definitely the Poland covers. Yeah. Or the Germany covers. The Thailand covers are amazing because they're basically just like manga illustrations. I'm oh. like, I want the manga version of oh. Vampire Diaries very much. Oh, I love it. Those are pretty. It is good. Anyway, so if you want to see these how these fucking covers that we're talking about, you should look at this site. Awesome. Alright, we ready to talk about this fucking plot? Before we do that, I have our traditional LJ Smith fanfic. <gasps> I forgot it. Oh, it comes before? Um, so this one actually has a very nebulous place in the timeline. Okay. Um, it is very explicitly per LJ Smith in the description. I was herself. excited for a minute. I was, thought it was going to be very explicit. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's, I, it is explicitly <laughs> nebulous about okay. when it's supposed to take place. In fact, she even says, like, this may not even happen Ew. at all, but it's my thing that I decided I want to have happen. Anyway. But I wanted to write fanfic, so fuck off. It really is. She, she just traveled, so. Uh, this is uh, seasonally appropriate. Maybe not for this episode, because it's probably going to come out in January, but for us right now in December 2019. And the book takes place right around now, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it's the snow dance and stuff. Oh, that's true. I wasn't even thinking of that. I think the last day of the book is, like, December Friday, December 13th, oh, which is right. actually Friday, December 13th is next Friday. Oh, that's true, man. The cycle continues. Maybe mm-hmm. we're going to get attacked by Catherine. That'd be cool. <laughs> anyway, this one is titled Elena's Christmas. It is actually, it takes place during the summer. Uh, the gang, which at this point includes Stefan, Bonnie, Meredith, Elena, Matt, and a surprise Damon, um, 
It's it's very Scooby Doo. They it's a special Christmas episode of this. It really Vampire is because there's sitcom. no way that this fucking happened. Nope. So they decide to have a Christmas in July. So they gather a bunch of like shit from like their garages and the trash, and the boys go to the forest and they cut down an evergreen and they set all of this stuff up in the poor lady's boarding house. Oh my god! And she's just like, "Oh, you kids, I'm going to help you. I'm going to make cookies." Mm-hmm. They get all of their stuff together and it's pretty standard like, oh, we're going to give each other joke gifts. I gave Stefan a thing of garlic. Ho, 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 ho. Um, <laughs> until Damon shows up <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, guys. Uh, and then he shows up explicitly with mistletoe. And that is when Does he I hold it over his brother's head. <laughs> no, no. Okay, good. No, this is the wrong uh, series. All right, um, sorry. Different vampire brothers. Different vampire brothers. No, he holds it over. He just holds it over Bonnie's head, and he just shows up by barging in and kissing her while holding the mistletoe over her head. Fucking Bonnie. Yeah. Um, and that was when I messaged you on Twitter and I was like, what the fuck is this? What is happening right now? Because it's just so, like... It is fanfic. That is straight up fucking fanfic. It super is. So he he barges in and he's like, I've got mistletoe for everybody. And he's, like, clearly just there to try to make out with people against I'm their the will. I'm the spirit of Christmas making out. <laughs> So he gives a piece to everybody and Stefan's there trying to be like, no, 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 we are not doing this. But then Elena's like, no, 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 we should do this. It'll be fun if we nail these pieces of mistletoe up on the ceiling and then whoever gets caught under them has to kiss. Elena's just like, what if we made this Christmas, but also kind of spin the bottle? Yeah, right? So they make this whole big thing of, like, nailing up the mistletoe so that they can catch one another and do a sexual assault. (laughs) And, like, nobody is really into this except for Elena and Damon and eventually, like, Matt. Jeez. So they do it and they go about their thing, like, doing their Christmas shit. Uh, until, like, Damon runs up and kisses Meredith, who is absolutely not the person to kiss. Meredith yeah. hates his guts. So she slaps him, and it's real funny. And then Bonnie gets Matt, because Matt is just standing underneath his mistletoe, oh, like, on Matt. purpose. Oh, Matt, I love you, you poor baby. Stefan, kiss him. <laughs> I know, right? But no, it's Bonnie. Oh. Bonnie kisses Matt, and then she's like, oh, oh, Matt, was that okay? And then Matt, like, flips her against the wall and kisses her. So, like, they're all in there making out. Damn. The sexual tension of these teenagers and immortal beings. Oh, I know, right? They're all down to fuck. So, (laughs) while Bonnie... While Bonnie and Matt are making out, Stefan and Elena start making out, and then Damon- Because they don't need an excuse. So then Damon walks in, and he sees everybody making out, and he gets mad. Wait, 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 making, Damon's mad? He's mad because they're not making out with him. <laughs> Damon, look, I don't ship you with Matt, but you too could give Matt a kiss. He's just standing there. <laughs> so he gets mad and he, like, storms out. But wait, wait, there's there's definitely a leftover. He could definitely be kissing someone. Uh, Yeah, except he tried to kiss Meredith and she wasn't into oh. it. Yeah. So he storms out. Um, because, and, and Stefan says, you know, he just did this so that he can kiss you. And Elena's like, yeah, I know. So Elena follows him and she's like, no, no, Damon, don't go. Don't go. I've got mistletoe. 
No, she serious. She was like, I was gonna give you your gift inside, but I thought Stefan would be mad. So then she just runs up to him and she kisses him. Jesus fuck. Yep. Your gift is I'm going to string you along more. I don't know what the I don't know what this is supposed to be. I don't get it because like she acknowledges that Stefan would be mad, but she's gonna do it anyway. Which like that's fine. It's her prerogative. She can do that. He doesn't own her. I mean, that's true, but, like, that seems... But it is her stringing him along. It's also shitty to do to Stefan behind his back. So, like, you're not being honest with him. Yeah. So, it's just this really weird, like, ship thing that they're doing. And Damon's like, I'm going to be a gentleman, and my Christmas gift is that I'm not gonna force you to do more i guess wow my gift is look at me and not do a do a further sexual assault <laughs> right it really Yike. is and she's like he 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 yeah that's your christmas gift to me uh and then he fucks off and turns into a crow and then she literally says like god bless us everyone and that's where the story uh, is <laughs> this is this is lj smith's like hey Hey folks, I was tagged in this this little yes. Christmas exchange, mm-hmm. and this is my this is my Christmas one. Mm-hmm. Have fun! Like that's fine. It's a fine little fanfic, but what the fuck? It's so it's so funny how oh how ficky God. she is. So yeah, that's Elena's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh I hate her so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Elena Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, Vampire Diaries the Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Wherein all shall be revealed as to why that never happened. So, <laughs> Vampire Diaries the Fury opens uh, exactly where the last one left off. Surprise. Ooh. They're one book. Shock. Elena is wandering the woods after dying in the last book. We discussed it a little bit at the end we of did. the last podcast. Um. She uh, hears Stefan and Damon fighting. She wants to help one of them. She's very vague about which one. Very vague. He was hurt. His mind had summoned her. Yep. But then, surprise, it's Damon. Surprise! She jumps onto Stefan and she, like, gnaws through his throat. It's so bad. Honestly, where she was just like, how the fuck I do this? (laughs) (laughs) It's so gruesome. So like, good. She jumps on him and Stefan sees it's her. And of course, Stefan is Stefan. So he rolls over immediately. No. It's like, no, you're one of us. And you're trying to kill me. I'm just going to let you because it's all over for me, Stefan. Just kill me. (laughs) Just let me die. He is so angsty. The angstiest. She he immediately gives up, and so she's like, "Sweet, gonna bite this dude." So she like <laughs> <laughs> she tries to bite him, but she's a new vampire, so she doesn't know how. So she starts chewing through his neck, and it's horrifying. It's wonderful. And Stefan's laying there like, "Oh, it hurts, but I'm not gonna stop it." But I guess this is my life, my death. <laughs> right? The He's end. like, "Oh, I can't live without her. If she wants to kill me, she can kill me." <clears throat> So, of course, Damon being Damon pulls her off because nobody's going to kill his brother but him at but some him. point Fuck in the all future. <laughs> he pulls her off and he starts asking her, like, hey, why are you being so weird? <laughs> and he's I love like, Damon. I, I hate Damon, but I love Damon. I know. I'm so mad because I like the Damon in this book. I think he's I really agree. funny. 
He is. Like, why couldn't you just be this way instead of the fucking creeper you've been? I know. He was such a lurking weirdo in the first two books that, like, the daemon who will just show up in your windowsill and be like, hey, this is kind of uncomfortable. Can you let me in? Like, I love that (laughs) daemon. I love love the daemon who is clearly, you know, fucking four centuries old and not here for your shit, but also very bored and alone. (laughs) Right? I love that demon's like he sort of invites himself to places he's like ugh I don't want to be here but also I want to be here please let me in literally nothing else to do I guess yeah so I like demon a lot in this book it's a real shame about all the rape yeah so Damon pulls her off and he's like, hey, what do you remember? I particularly liked, he's like, do you know where you are? And the line was something like, <laughs> Elena, like, glanced furtively Just around. Being a fucking sneaky jerk. <laughs> and then she says, the woods, cleverly. <laughs> She's like, the woods. And he's like, yeah. She's like, I'm so smart. I know I'm in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) So he asks her what she remembers. She remembers literally everything except Stefan somehow. Like, I don't know how they cleanly cut Stefan out of her memories, but it happened. I feel like maybe the blood just like overwhelmed it. I guess they're really vague about the whys of this. Like nobody attributes it to Catherine. But it's so it's so convenient to just edit Stefan out of her memories and her relationship with him. But she remembers like her friends and school and the, the sequence of events that happened to lead up to this. But whatever. Yeah. Um, Stefan is immediately like, you killed her. And Damon's like, uh, no, I didn't. Damon's just like, uh, could we stop with the fucking false accusations? Thank you. <laughs> I, love it. I admit to my wrongdoings. he's like i'm getting really tired of you pinning things on me that i did not do i definitely killed that one guy but i didn't do this he's so honest about it he's like (laughs) i killed tanner yeah yeah but not this one anyway so they decide to sort of put their differences aside to try and get elena fed uh damon just sort of (laughs) drags her out to where like they left her body or her car is being investigated by police and they're yes, like paramedics the and stuff there. And David's like, do you want me to get you a nice paramedic? We can get you a nice paramedic to snack on. Would you like to eat that one or that one? <laughs> and Stefan's like, no, we can't do it. Elena would hate that. I'm like, would she? Would she? Honestly, I think it would have been better if it had been a fucking paramedic considering what they did. But instead, instead, my poor, my poor baby, your poor baby, Stefan says, we should find somebody who would do it for Elena. And everybody's like, "Mm, wonder who that could be. Who is our local Elena doormat? Well, no. Oh, I do like, though, that Elena, like when she finds uh, Damon, she's all like, oh, it's it's me. And you turned me because you love me. And Damon's just sort (laughs) of there like, I did not ask for this. (laughs) (laughs) Damon didn't he didn't turn you honey he just happened to be like you know his blood I love I love the idea of Damon just being saddled with this sexy baby and now he's just like oh (laughs) I didn't want this commitment he's like I was having so much fun just kind of like encouraging you and being a shoulder devil and (laughs) sort of being a bother to my brother and also you are attractive in the same way that like my first real love was attractive before she fucking died (laughs) But, oh, no, please stop throwing yourself at me. <laughs> I know, right? He's like, ugh, now you're a responsibility. 
<laughs> it was fun until I actually had to get a dog and then I had to be responsible for the dog. <laughs> right? I liked playing with my brother's dog. I didn't want yeah. one. He took care of the dog. I just love that because Elena is very like coquettish. She's like, mm, she you is. love me. I love you too. I really enjoyed that, Elena. <laughs> and poor Damon is just like, uh. <laughs> I I can see a picture in my head of like her, her eyes are closed, she's got her arms like reached out and kind of like vaguely holding him, but he's like pushing, he's pushing her face away and she's yeah. just like smiling and he's like, yeah, and she's like, I love you. I know, right? It's so good. I like this, this imaginary comedy that we've made. Our story, better story. So... Of course, uh, they have to get Elena to feed, so they go and they take her to poor, poor Matt. I love him so much. I want to do a protect. <laughs> no, Literally nobody else does in this book. No, poor Matt is just everybody's doormat. I know, and he constantly, like, uh, so here's here's the thing, right? I want to say he constantly allows himself to be, but no, it's the fucking author. <laughs> If he was a real person, he wouldn't do this. If Matt were a real person, Matt would need a lot of therapy. So much therapy. Poor fucking Matt. And at no point does anyone say anything like, Hey Matt, um, sorry about your car, you who live in poverty. <laughs> That's right, I forgot. She crashed his car. She crashed his fucking car <laughs> and never apologizes and never says, Let me find a way to get you a new car. He lives in poverty and like... That's that's fine. I live in poverty. I know a lot of people who live in poverty. But if someone took my car and fucking crushed it off a bridge, even if they died, I would be mourning two things. The loss of my <laughs> beloved friend and the fact that now I have no a car. car. Ollie. Ollie. Yeah. Do you think his $100 bill was still in the glove compartment? Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why she wrote those short stories. To be like, hey, guess what? Not only is the car gone, hundred dollars is gone, and his ex girlfriend, whom he's still definitely always going to be in love with, is gone. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Do you think his ghost grandpa came to the rescue this time? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think he did. I love that he stole the hundred dollar bill from the car when they didn't need him to, but this time when but the car was time. actually in danger. Oh my god. No, I, I, I like to think that the $100 bill was not in the car because he was, like, told, hey, put this somewhere safer. <laughs> I like to think that Matt opened himself a savings account <laughs> so that he could go to college and get the fuck away from Fell's church. This has no basis in canon. It's only because it has no basis. There's no proof Matt. anywhere that Matt would ever have done anything so smart. <laughs> oh, and by it. smart, I mean such a thing that would take him away from Elena goddamn Gilbert. Uh, so they go to the school and Stefan, like, mentally and also emotionally manipulates Matt into going into a room to meet Elena. Which, can we pause here? Sure. Hey, Matt, let's go into the dark room of the photography club or whatever <laughs> it is. Just you and me. Our girlfriend, my girlfriend, <laughs> your ex-girlfriend is dead and we're free now. To express our totally not actually forbidden love. <laughs> Would you come into this dark room with me? Me who is handsome. You who are also handsome. Come on, Matt. And Matt's like, yep, let's do it. <laughs> you fucking wish. I do. And so does Matt. They could have just like, they could have just like 
held each other and cried and then looked into each other's eyes and then given a nice gentle kiss and then hugged each other more and then like held hands and walked out. And mourned their lost girlfriend. But it's okay because now they have each other. Because now they're free. <laughs> they're free of a fucking Gilbert. Except they not. would be so good together and so sweet, but no, who's in there? Elena's in there. Yeah, fuck so, her. So both Stefan and Damon reveal themselves to Matt, as does Elena. And That's Elena, so overwhelming. Three goddamn vampires. Three extremely sexy goddamn vampires just kind of show up. <sighs> right, poor Matt. He's like, oh no, he's hot. Oh no, she's hot. I don't know you, but I think you're hot. Oh no. <laughs> Matt's just like, oh no, I'm bisexual. Oh god. Oh no. I'm getting bye bye bye. <laughs> I do wonder though. I feel like this counts as a threesome, right? I do. I do too. I agree. Because, like, it's very deliberate. Like, Stefan holds Matt. and he, Stefan like, is behind Matt. He is. Elena is in front of Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt's in the middle being like, poor me. I'm, I'm sandwiched between these vampires <laughs> that I find attractive. <laughs> it's definitely at least a two and a half sum. Very close. <laughs> Right? If Stefan was just like, well, I guess since I'm here, I will also feed. Right, exactly. Then you've got that great DP. Yep. I I feel like it's it's the kind of threesome where the dudes are making sure that the girl's enjoying herself. Right. It's still a threesome. Stefan is there for instructional purposes. Yeah. He's making sure that Matt doesn't get away. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very clear though. Like he's holding Matt, like he's like, Don't struggle, it's better if you I know, it it's happen. so terrible. My poor baby. <laughs> that's just that's just the theme of this book for me. Poor baby Matt. But oh I fucking spilled more wine. I shouldn't hold this glass while I'm trying to talk. Anyway, but I did think it was really interesting that Matt insi- or that Stefan insists on mas- Matt's consent in all this. Uh, mm-hmm. He's very specific about, like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. I'm not gonna, like, we're not gonna make you. So, like, he's very careful to make sure Elena doesn't do all right. Yep. So they feed and Damon takes Elena away to rest while Matt and Stefan, like, keep trying to talk. Matt is just a fucking wreck. At this point, he's in real bad shape. And as they're kind of leaving the school building, Stefan remembers, oh shit, I drained a bunch of guys at the end of the last book. (laughs) Which was only like an hour ago. Right. And he he realizes like, oh shit, Uh, he he hears the bodies being discovered. So he goes to like make sure that they're not dead. Luckily for him, they are not. So he uses his power to hypnotize them and erase their memories. And while he's doing that, Matt's like, oh shit, you're responsible for this. And so Stefan does a YA boyfriend, which I mm-hmm. love. Too Matt. Too Matt. He does. He's Too like, Matt. You, you can't trust me. I'm, I'm a monster. I'm a predator, Matt. Do you feel bad for cows when you eat them? So no, bad. I hate that Matt. whole fucking scene. Poor fucking Matt. <laughs> I love it. He does it. He does the fucking like push you away for your own safety to Matt. It's great. So him and Matt are broken up at this point. They're in that they're in like phase one of the YA paranormal romance relationship arc. Yep. So Damon leaves Elena at the graveyard and she immediately wanders off. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Elena's just like, bored now. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. Uh, she goes home. She hears her aunt's life being totally ruined. Oh, God. That was so hard. It is. It's very sad. Poor Aunt Judith. 
She has the same shit with Aunt Judith that uh, Jessica and Demon in my view had with uh, with her mom. Sort of, except somehow Elena Gilbert is more of a human fucking being. Somehow. Elena, of all people. <laughs> I know, people. right? If we're, like, bottom of the barrel in terms of people who are human beings, somehow Elena is better than Jessica. (laughs) I'm glad we figured out our hierarchy. (laughs) Elena fucking Gilbert. Gilbert. Jessica Jessica (laughs) Aladola. Yep. So she's spying. Her aunt sees her and starts freaking out. And Damon pulls her away. Uh, He takes her to fucking Alaric's house where Alaric is just hypnotized doesn't know and he stashes her in uh, Alaric's attic with his diary or her diary rather. Elena wakes up and she's still disoriented and confused so she reads her diary to this is basically how we get reset back to Elena default. Go to sleep, wake up, turn it on and off again. (laughs) You just needed to turn her off and turn it back on again and have her (laughs) read her diary. Apparently. I fucking loved how much she romanticizes herself, where she's, like, reading her diary and she's talking about her and she's like, I read the story of a girl who was just so lost. She just didn't know who she was and she was looking for something. I love Elena falling for her own bullshit. (laughs) I know, it's so good. Because all the past books, we've just been like, oh my god, everyone's just like fucking sucking Elena's cock about how good <laughs> she is. And Elena's like, wow, look at me. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so sad and tragic. <laughs> Who would have thought? I kind of feel bad for me. Oh man, what a sad, sad girl. Oh no, that girl is me. Oh no, that girl is me. <laughs> so... She remembers who she is. She's actually, like, briefly horrified by how she treats Stefan. And this whole sequence is the only inkling of character development that we get for Elena. She's, like, walking around town uh, because she doesn't know what to do. And she just sort of is, like, briefly forced to confront the person that she was. But it's very split right because elena is very much like oh that poor sad girl oh she just had it so rough but then she also has moments where she's like but i was an asshole yeah i treated people bad like they're still being nice to me dead me and then she's like i was mean to matt and bonnie and Uh... meredith but i wasn't evil i don't deserve this so it's very much like this weird like battle in elena's head where she's like (sighs) am i bad I don't think I'm bad. I might be, but am I the worst? And if I'm not the worst, I can't possibly be bad. (laughs) There's only black and white in my head. I'm either a fucking saint or I'm the worst. Since I'm not the worst, I guess I'm a saint. (laughs) It's so interesting because, like, this is the point where Elena starts to become, like, Saint Elena. Where she starts, she's like, I hated this town two hours ago, but today... (laughs) I appreciate that she says it, though. (laughs) She's like, today, I'm going to protect this town as best I can. I'm going to defeat the person who tried to kill me and is probably still threatening this town. I think maybe. Maybe. So, I don't think it works because it's such a sudden lurch, but it's something. Yeah, it's something. There's stuff later on that I feel like when we get to it, I will reference back to here. Mm -hmm. But, like, at least it's something. At least it's... Because from the beginning, she has been unbearable Mm -hmm. with how self-centered she is. Yes. 
so oh it's great that it took you know this <laughs> to to get here but i mean i guess at least you did yeah this version of elena i think is the most interesting where she's just sort of like a new vampire who's deciding to be a protector right exactly and she's like i used to be like this this vapid popular girl but now i'm going to try to be something better yeah and like later she talks about like how oh i thought i needed everyone to like me but i really am happy with just like these three good friends mm-hmm. and like that is good <laughs> yeah like this i think this version is interesting but it's super short-lived oh yeah so as she's in the attic, she overhears Alaric having a conversation with, like, the principal and the mayor where he's pretending to be a Van Helsing. <laughs> okay, he's the worst and I hate him. Oh, no, Alaric is definitely still the worst, yeah. Alaric, like, there was maybe two pages where I didn't hate him. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm just like, I hate you. <laughs> At least this explains why he didn't get fired for inviting teenagers over his house. Because the fucking yeah, because he was doing his fucking it. like research, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. But still, dude, like it's nice to know in theory that you weren't a predator, except that you are. Except you are. You totally super are. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like it would be one thing if if he was having people over, and like Elena comments about, oh, he seems like maybe he's only four or five years older, and I think he is only like early to mid twenties. Mm-hmm. But you're still inviting like. 16 to 18 year olds over to your fucking house yeah still a creepy age gap yeah and then like the way he comments to meredith and shit and i'm just like this is not good like at first it seemed like maybe i'm not a predator and then i thought nope wait you are nope and then i definitely definitely am because for some reason alaric and meredith are endgame why just fucking why because she needed fucking breeding pairs i know as discussed <laughs> i do like that alaric is just a big nerd I-, I do too that's when i started to be like oh i don't hate you for two pages <laughs> but he like has to pretend because like the town thinks that they've hired fucking like hugh jackman to take care of this <laughs> but they have not <laughs> they've hired like fucking wesley and not like angel buffy wesley <laughs> they have so Elena leaves the house. She wanders the town. She has existential thoughts. Deep thoughts with Elena Gilbert. (laughs) So she goes into the church and she realizes that literally everybody in the fucking town is there to mourn the death of Elena Gilbert. Literally everybody. Like she walks around like it's a ghost town. It is. Like the town is empty and it's because literally everybody is at the funeral. Which makes me think this town can't be that big if they all fit in a fucking church. I mean, I guess it depends on how big the church is. Yeah, but like... Even a pretty big church, I don't know. I just I feel like it can't be that big. Like it gives me the feeling that there are less than a thousand people, maybe five hundred people in town, which is not a bad size for like you still got five hundred people to come to your fucking wake, right? But I mean, this is just more. I feel like the thesis of this book is Elena's not that bad, you guys. Like you should really get like you should give Elena a give break. Elena a chance. Leave Elena alone. No. I've reserved that gift for somebody else. <laughs> so everybody's in, in the funeral mourning Elena. Everybody's talking about how much they fucking love her. Elena gets to watch history literally be rewritten to canonize her. Yes. Even the people she was like, I was mean to you. I never hung out with you. <laughs> right? What? And they're just like, oh, Elena, we love you. You'll be best. It's easy to be nice to the dead. This is true. So... Stefan and Damon show up 
Uh, Stefan first. He and Elena have their first reunion where she's not trying to chew through his neck. Damon comes up next and he's real pissed when he finds them making out. After that, the church is attacked by dogs, which is like the most Stephen King moment of this book. Yeah, but we needed horror and I was glad for it. Yes, it's one of the most interesting points of the book for sure. Like, so Bonnie gets up, she's giving her eulogy, and in the middle of it, she's possessed, and she has a Bonnie premonition. And right a after Bonnie that- Bonnie premonition? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right after that, they go outside, and they find that, like, every dog in town is just standing outside the church, and they're not this, like- This hurt me. I know. I know. It's very sad. I mean, obviously, like, content warning for- animal violence or violence against animals animals doing violence and animals being violenced upon yeah throughout this book yeah i mean like i appreciated it in terms of like being a weird thing but i never like seeing animals get hurt yeah. so. and it was it was it was yeah and like and again also though if these are all the dogs in town again it lends to the theory that there's only like a couple hundred people in town because <laughs> true i'm a delivery driver i go to people's houses everyone has a fucking dog <laughs> So there are a bunch of dogs outside, and so people are leaving. They're like, what the fuck? And then a guy goes up to one of the dogs, his dog. Oh, I know, poor Chelsea. I know, that poor puffo. And the dog attacks him. Uh, So everybody starts freaking out. Stefan, of course, being Stefan, runs away to try to help. Elena tries to go Damon into helping, and she almost gets there. But then he's not needed. Right, he's about to crack. I love that he was about to crack, though, because she's like, well, then I'll go down and everything will be a problem. He's like, fine, (laughs) fucking hate you. They do put a lot of effort around this point to, like, revealing Damon. It's like, no, he's actually a good guy. He's a good guy, you guys. I don't think he's a good guy. I just think he's not as evil as, like, the person who hates him thinks. Right, no, and, and, but Elena's very much like, oh, he could have, of course, fucking lowest bar, he could have taken advantage of me while I was- holy shit, right? Yeah, and he didn't, so that means he's a good guy. I love that that's her fucking level. Yep, yep. That she's like, well, he was putting me to bed, and I thought he might kiss me, but he didn't kiss me, so wow, what a nice guy. Mm -hmm, Like, Elena- mm -hmm. That is not a good bar to have. So basic, Elena. Please, higher standards. Right? We're very much in, like, redemption mode for Damon, right? It's just like, oh, he didn't do the stuff that we we thought he did. He doesn't actually want to kill Stefan. He was going to help attack the dogs, but the dogs dispersed. So Stefan comes back upstairs and Elena's like, okay, guys. Damon, did you try to murder me? And Damon's like, no. And she says, I believe you. And Stefan's like, why would you believe him? He's an asshole and a liar. (laughs) He's an asshole and a liar, sir. (laughs) And she's like, no, no, no. I could sense the thing that was trying to kill me. I know it's not Damon. So if it's not Damon, then there has to be somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is where we get like our conflict for this book, where she's like, "There's something else in this town. We thought it was Damon. It's not trying to hurt people. Like clearly with the whole dog thing. So yeah. we need to band together to find out who it is and to murder them, probably. Murder. And Damon's like, "All right, Elena, is this your choice? Because you said you were gonna choose between the two Ugh. of us. Like, come on, you guys. You know you don't actually want her to choose because you know how this fucking would end." do they though do they no 
They don't. Because <laughs> they're assholes. Because L.J. Smith is writing this story. Oh and so, like, this whole scene is framed in such a way where Elena is clearly proposing a strategic alliance, right? She's like, yep. it would do us no good to murder each other. And she's which, right. She's right. It's so not a thing that it shouldn't yeah. be a thing. She's like, Damon's stronger than all of us. We shouldn't kill each other. We should work together and try to defeat this other power. But Damon is immediately like, okay, so does that mean you're choosing, you're doing like a Catherine? Are you choosing all of Are us? Are choosing? And she's clearly like, uh, no, no, this is no. this is a business <laughs> arrangement, sir. This is a Wendy's. Like, <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. But you're choosing to give me my food first? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. It's all in one bag. God damn it. But <laughs> instead of keeping it so fucking cut and dried, which it really should be, because because Steph- Elena's like, oh no, like mentally, she's like, oh no, if I had to choose, I would clearly choose Stefan. But then she does that fucking thing where she's like, but Damon knows my wildness. I hate it. I'd feel him and he's, we're like wildfire together. And it's I like, hate it I see so you, LJ. Much. I know this is you. Wait, and that's the, uh, and that's the thing is that we all fucking know she chooses Stefan. Like, she chooses him. But she's like, but I do like having my side piece, whom I have never <laughs> actually had any interest in. Mm-hmm. Like, she just, it's the same thing that she did with Matt. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't love Damon, but I love Damon. But like, right, right, right. he doesn't deserve this bullshit. And it makes me sad later on when it becomes clear that everyone always chooses Stefan. Like, poor fucking Damon. I know, it's, I mean, yeah. Oh, that's so rough because Damon is the worst. Mm-hmm. He is. He did such terrible shit. He really did. The, the fucking past two books, I'm so mad every time Damon has a line that I think is funny or that I really like. We're like, oh, I want to like you, Damon. Why'd you have to be such a dick? <laughs> and then that other stuff, like, it negates it later on in the story here. I'm just like, come on. You can't oh, yeah. They do that thing that you hated in Forbidden Game where they made it so Julian didn't kill Summer. Like, they do yep. that with Damon, like, four times. Yep. They're like, he's not yep. responsible for this, and he's not responsible for this. And It's the fucking Lestat bullshit that people do. So, like, in an interview with the vampire, Lestat's like, ooh, he's so terrible. Or uh, Louis's like, Lestat's so terrible. He's in all this terrible shit. But then in, like, the vampire Lestat, he's like, but those people were murderers and terrible. So, I- of course I killed them. And it's just like, why didn't you fucking tell Louis? That's so annoying. Yeah, and, and then everybody keeps doing it in all their fucking stories where they're like, but he's not actually a bad guy. It's like, right. how about you just let these bad guys be bad guys and not try to give them a redemption arc mm-hmm. so yeah. that I don't have to be sitting here going, why do I Why do I enjoy when you're on the screen? I know, like, I right? I hate you? I don't want to like you. Stop making Everyone me like needs you. to be John Hamm for me when they're bad guys. I love hating John Hamm. Like, John Hamm as a person's <laughs> probably fine. If John Hamm is on the screen, I want to hate him. So, like, just let your villains be John Hamm. <laughs> oh my god, I almost did a spit take. <laughs> John Hamm, as a person, he's probably fine. He's probably fine. <laughs> probably fine. But everything I've ever seen him in, I'm like, I fucking hate you. I love this. You're like, John Hamm, if you're listening, which I know you are, this is not an insult against you. <laughs> but you're a very good actor and I hate your face. <laughs> John Hamm, I just love that you take all of these roles where I get to enjoy hating you. <laughs> And your smug fucking face. <laughs> he has a smug face, it's true. <laughs> there was one I saw recently where it turned out, like, he started out as a person where I'm like, mmm, excellent, gonna hate John Ham. I love hating John Ham. <laughs> and then he was not a bad guy. And I'm like, god damn it, no. <laughs> this, is, this is on your fucking, like, 
resume. You're like, love hating John Hamm. I do. Hobbies, hating John Hamm. Hating John Hamm. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. Now that we're done talking about how much I hate John Hamm. Oh, my God. Anyway, so <laughs> they have this conversation, and it sucks. And instead of it being, like, all business because Elena has that moment where she's like, oh, wildfire, Damon, blah, blah, blah. Instead, it turns into this thing where it's like she's choosing their alliance so that she doesn't have to commit to Stefan. And Mm -hmm, I really mm -hmm. hate that they do that. I know. Like, come on. Because she should just be choosing Stefan. That's what the character asserts that she wants to do. But the author just sort of reaches in there. She's like, no, not yet. You don't get to choose. This author is forcing these characters to do things that it doesn't feel like they want to do. I know. This whole fucking series is just like, what, what? Hey, no, that feels kind of out of character. What are you doing? So they all agree to work together because they're doormats. Elena gets whatever she wants. Literally at one point, I think Damon even says, you get everything you want, don't you? Or you always get what you want, Elena. That is a very bitter Stefan. Stefan says that. Oh, Stefan. Very good. There are moments here and there where, like, you can see Stefan being resentful and Matt of, like, being Elena's doormat. Yeah, they're aware. (laughs) Yeah, they're very aware. And there's actually a point, I think, around here where Stefan says something about, like, the way he feels. And Elena's like, oh, that's self-loathing. We need to talk about that. Like, you need to go to a therapist. I'm like, yes, Elena. (laughs) Yes, Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Leave my poor bib alone. <laughs> Maybe his therapist could talk him out of being with you. <laughs> or at least get over you. <laughs> right. So Elena goes to Meredith because Meredith left a secret code in her eulogy about how she thinks Elena's still alive. I love that she was there for that because imagine if she hadn't been. Dear Elena, I'm pretty sure if you're alive, you're going to be like that fucking narcissistic that you would show up for <laughs> your wake just to hear how everybody talks about you. Where is the lie, though? <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't exist, so... So, Elena goes to Meredith's house. She reveals herself to Meredith and Bonnie, and she tells them everything that's happened. The three of them formulate a plan in, like, a very teenage girl way. Yeah. But they are teenage girls, so it's okay. Right. No, I I like how Babysitter's Club it is. Yeah. They make a list. They're like, who is suspicious? We're going to put them on this list and then we're just going to follow them 24-7. <laughs> and I love, too, that like they made this list and they're like, other people will be on this list later. We'll ask around and we'll figure out who other people think might be suspicious. But literally no one else goes on that list. Nope. I love it, though. I do love it. They make this list. They're like, this is literally all we can do because we're not detectives. We are teenage girls. (laughs) So they make this list of people they think are suspicious and they make, they organize watches for like the entire group to follow these people. It's Aunt Judith's ex-fiance. Robert. Because that ruined her life. Yep. It's the fucking landlady at the boarding house. Mrs. Flowers. Yep. And then Alaric. Yep. It did a good job of red herringing all of them. Yes, because they have to reveal that Damon is not the bad guy that we thought he was for the past two books. They, like, have to throw some shit in the air real quick to keep the suspense. So they're like, is it this person? Is it this person? They're acting very suspicious. It can only be people that we've met. (laughs) Yes, because we know this is a book and that's how books work. I spilled more fucking wine. I'm impressed with you. I know. I keep gesturing and I shouldn't. Anyway. So, Elena, as they're having this conversation, realizes that she's hungry, and she has to leave because she almost eats Bonnie. 
<laughs> she like literally wakes up and she's like pinching Bonnie's vein between yeah, her she's fingers. She's like petting them. <laughs> it's like Bonnie, why didn't you pull your hand away? <laughs> <laughs> like and Bonnie and Meredith are like, ah, oh god. Shit, right, you're a vampire. She leaves, she summons Damon and Stefan, and this is where Damon shows up on the windowsill, like, hey. I just, I loved his entrance in this one. I know, it's so good, it's so dramatic. <laughs> I love his and Elena's relationship in this, where Damon will do something, like, outrageous, and Elena will be like, oh, shut up. Yes, this is the way she should be all the time. It is. And I want them to never be together. Right, no. Like, I want just this, just him being like, I'm attracted to you, I think, because of shit that happened to me 400 years ago, and she's just like, fucking stop, Damon. Right? It's just like your annoying brother-in-law, right? Where yeah. you're just like, ugh, stop trying to hump my leg. <laughs> oh, God. He's like, but you're so pretty. I know. She's just like, ugh, down boy. <laughs> uh, they have a scene at school, which is not to do anything except to establish that there's going to be a dance. And because it's a ugh. YA book, it's going to end at dance. We got to have pretty dresses. Frankly, though, let me just say I'm real glad that we didn't get Elena being like, I want to go to the dance. I want to wear a pretty dress. Like, she stayed fucking focused. Good girl. No, I love that, too, because even Bonnie was like, who cares about going to the dance? Yeah. Yeah. That's Bonnie. The only other notable thing that happens there is that Stefan and Matt see each other again, and Matt, they're in that stage of their YA romance where Matt's like, no, you said you were a monster. Don't talk to me. I don't talk to you. Like, Matt does the good thing that the, like, YA boyfriend-girlfriend thing should do, which is to be like, nope, I fucking believed you, and I'm walking away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's also, like, this is the point where Stefan sees that Matt is just in real bad mental shape. He is. He's in very bad shape. Like, he, he's been drank from by a vampire, and, like, we get further information later that like this is a problem like you warned me that this book was going to be bad to matt Mm -hmm. and it is it's real bad to matt if you stand matt like i stand matt (laughs) this this is not a happy book for him bad so yeah he sees that matt's like in denial he refuses to believe that what happened with elena happened and he's like not sleeping he's just in really bad shape i am glad though that like he does at one point um Way back, so like several plot points ago, when uh, he realizes that the the bodies, the they're not actually dead, those those kids, um, but when the, the the kids that he fucking attacked are being discovered by the janitor, like he does think about, oh no, Matt is like my friend. He's probably the only friend I have ever made since I became a vampire. Like he does acknowledge the important place in his in his heart and his life that Matt holds. Well, yeah, and that's the the precipitation to like their YA breakup fight, where Heck it's just yeah. like, "You're you're my best friend. I care a lot about you, and I want you to be safe. So I'm going to be mean to you, so you leave me alone." No, and like even if they're not gonna be like together, I like super appreciate like their 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 love on mm-hmm. a friendship level as well. Yeah, I mean this book it dials back on the Matt and Stefan content because. Matt's not in it much, but yeah. I mean it's still there. Like I like like we were it talking is. about, they have their their romantic beats. Yeah, they've got like at least three scenes together where it's like, yeah, you you are not the author's not ignoring everything that like got laid down before. No, it's just platonic and finger quotes. Yeah, and that's okay. Even though <laughs> I think the two of them deserve better slash each other. Yep. So Elena goes to watch her house just to make sure that nobody gets attacked. Um. 
she sees this the kitten that she threw at Damon in the last <laughs> one. <laughs> oh god, I forgot she threw it. She did. This makes everything so much better. She threw the kitten. <laughs> she did. She threw it. She threw Catherine at Damon. I forgot. I love it. So she sees the kitten about to hurt her sister. So she reveals herself to her little sister uh, and scares away the kitten. Uh, and she assumes that it's just more animal control. Uh, like what happened yeah. with the dogs. Um, and they, she has like a sweet scene with her little sister. It was real good. It's like the only scene she has with her sister so far. Right. It's it's just, it's nice to see Elena giving a shit about other people. It took dying, but <laughs> at least she got there because she didn't before. She was so fun. Like, and I get it. You're a teenage girl and you're focused on your own stuff. Because why else? What else is there to care about if you're Elena? Right. Uh, so then Alark has a party for some fucking reason. They're still letting him have parties. <laughs> they gather in the attic where Meredith brings up Alark, which pays off Meredith's vaguely suspicious behavior earlier in the book. Oh, yeah. They both reveal their backstories, which is that Alark, it turns out, is not a Van Helsing. He is a paranormal researcher. He's a nerd. He is looking into vampires and vampire victims. Oh, yes. Yeah. So he's basically like a college student. Yes. He's like a researcher. Yeah. I feel like he's probably graduated from like his bachelor's and like going for his PhD. So he's he's definitely like 23, 24, 25. Yeah. He seems like he should be a grad student. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he was brought here by the town because of the attack on Mr. Tanner where he was drained of his blood. And like we say the town, but really it's like three people yeah it's like the authority men of the town yeah and then it turns out that he knows meredith because meredith's grandfather was it yes grandfather was attacked her mother's dad yes and alaric studied him when meredith was younger this is where we get the weird gross comments about meredith's body yeah he kind of makes comments about her as a child and it's like fuck you and then he's like mm, but you've changed and i'm just like you're the worst again i liked you for two pages <laughs> right? i did i liked him when he was revealed as as a wesley type and then he made comments about meredith i'm like you're, you're fucking gross yeah we thought briefly that you were just kind of a dork but no it turns out you really do want to bone this teenager yeah well and because like all right so if he's if he's a grad student, if he was in, this means it was maybe three years ago or something. Mm -hmm. So they're all like 17 now, which means she was like 13 or 14 when he saw her. And he was definitely like thinking about, you're not attractive to me. Yeah. No, he's like, oh, this kid with her skinny legs. Her skinny legs. That's, and that's exactly the, the phrase that made me go, nope, never mind. Still the worst. Yep. 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 But then he looks at her and he's like, nah, but now you got them titties. He's like, my dead ass. <laughs> it's so gross it's awful and he's the worst and lj smith should feel bad yeah this is this is terrible and they they are like together uh in the next book so that's cool Ugh. um they gather in the attic they they have their their brief discussion and it turns out that stefan has gone to meet caroline uh, and Alaric reveals that Caroline recovered her memory with the help of his hypnotism. He's like, oh no, I didn't know you weren't bad vampires. Right. And it's so, I the fucking hypnotism thing was just so fucking, like, all right. Yeah, hypnotism, yeah, whatever. so fucking woo. And I love that, like, he apparently is good enough at hypnotism that he's able to help them recover memories that a vampire suppressed. Yep, it's that easy. I guess. Nope, it's that easy. Just do some fucking hypnotism. Yep. 
Uh, because of that, the town knows that Stefan is responsible for those kids' murders, uh, and they're probably going to do an angry do mob. Yep, so everybody freaks out and they run to save him. We do finally get that angry mob we've been promised for the past three books. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's a bunch of basically dads. It's a dad mob. It is literally dads. <laughs> it is. It is Tyler's dad, and Caroline's dad, and Vicky's dad. And then Elena's like, I guess that must be the dads of the other boys who <laughs> right. were attacked. Unnamed dads. <laughs> Unnamed dads. All dads. All dads. All dads. All the time. And they have guns. And they have like <laughs> nine ninety nine. Call now. <laughs> Three easy payments. <laughs> <laughs> Rifles optional. So they have a lot of stupid wooden bullets and they're going to kill Stefan. Wood tipped, thank you. Wood tipped, I'm sorry. Uh, but Damon arrives as a wolf and he starts murdering people. And that's how you know he's good because he didn't just let them kill Stefan. Yeah, could have just let his brother die. He is going to kill Stefan himself at some point. Sometime in, in the future. future. <laughs> some unnamed future. I feel like... Damon just likes his brother thinking that he's going to murder him at any moment. <laughs> Clearly. And he's like, this is fine. I don't actually plan on killing you. Seeing you be on edge is the best. <laughs> as long as you know that I hate you and I want your girlfriend, that's enough for me. And that I could kill you at any minute. <laughs> I could. So everybody else arrives. And then they fucking gaslight Carolyn into blaming Damon. Oh, right. Alaric is just like, well, but it could have been that demon guy, right? He's <laughs> like, you don't because actually know what you saw, right? You were hypnotized. Hypnotism isn't real, right? <laughs> and then Alaric gaslights the rest of them into believing they didn't fight the wolf that they definitely just fought. I think that was a dog. <laughs> like, damn, dude, you're actually pretty, like, good at this gaslighting shit. I don't think that's what they were supposed to teach you in psychology class. <laughs> Is it's fucking wild. He bald faced lies to these people. These stupid townies believe him. From the moment he gets there, because they're like, You're a Van Helsing? He's like, I am a Van Helsing. <laughs> it's true. Yes. A Lark Van Helsing. Saltzman is my cover name. <laughs> yes. My ID that I definitely have. A Lark Van Helsing. But I don't keep it on me in case a vampire attacks me and then they would see Van Helsing and they'd know. So, like, <laughs> wink. Very conspicuous. <laughs> so dumb. So these people are like, oh yeah, that was just a dog. Caroline, you're probably lying. It's fine. Oh, this poor girl. <laughs> poor Caroline. Like, we've talked in the past about, like, I wish Caroline was more like Catra. Yeah. That her and Alina could have had a really interesting relationship, but... Yeah, if Caroline was just mad that, like, she didn't get to be her bestest best friend. Right? Or boning. Any of that. Yeah. God, I would love a Caroline who was like, I've got some confusing feelings and everybody loves Elena and I hate Elena. Hate. That's the word. Hate Elena. That must be what this strong emotion is. It's so sad. Caroline gets nothing. She has nothing. She's just dumped. She, yeah. And like, and there's even comments about, oh, she's looking less attractive. I mean, they don't say attractive, but basically inferring that she's less attractive without her summer tan. Oh, yeah. Her hair is like greasy or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of comments. And it's like, dude, she was fucking attacked by a vampire. Right. (laughs) No. Yeah. Like, she saw a bunch of people get almost murdered. Right? Like, sorry that she's having some shit going on. Yeah, I wish this book cared about complicated characters at all, but it doesn't. Yes. 
Yes, I just want that. Because, like, Elena is a complicated character who is not complicated. No, like, the book doesn't think that she's complicated. or not The book as... thinks she's fucking Saint Elena. <laughs> yeah. So, Damon reveals that he didn't attack Vicky, so that's one less thing we have to hold him accountable for. Except that, like, Stefan's like, uh-huh, sure. And Elena's like, uh-huh, sure. But we as the audience go, okay, we believe you. Yeah. Um, and Elena... <laughs> finally remembers feeding on Matt. She remembers her and Stefan's Matt threesome. <laughs> Shit, how'd you forget about that? So Stefan sends Elena to see Matt and my notes say, sorry, Ollie. <laughs> mm, I was so sad. Because the next scene is Elena talking to Matt and it sucks. It does suck so bad. Uh, like, she tries, right? So she tries. Hold on, let me see if I can find the page. She tries to be like, no, I'm an asshole. Yeah, it's a really good example of what the problem with this book is, where the book does not think that Elena's a problem. Yeah, and like, if we can find it, I kind of want to do a little dramatic reading. All right. Uh, so he's breathing. Uh, stupid raggedy. Elena? Yes. You're dead. No. I'm here. Dead people don't come back. My dad didn't come back. That is so sad. I know! I I didn't really die. I just changed. But you wish I had died, don't you? I'll leave now. (laughs) Oh, no. Matt. Oh, don't, please. Matt, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even come here. Don't leave. Don't go away. I won't. I didn't mean to hurt you, ever. Not ever, Matt. All those times, all those things I did, I never wanted to hurt you. Truly. Okay, so you're here. You're alive. So what do you what do you want? Come on. There must be something. What is it? I guess I deserve that. I know I do. But for once, Matt, I want absolutely nothing. I came to apologize, to say that I'm sorry for using you. Not just that one night, but always. I care about you, and I care if you hurt. I thought maybe I could make things better. I guess I will leave now. No, wait. Wait a second. Listen, that was stupid, and I'm a jerk. That was the truth, and you're a gentleman. Or you'd have told me to take a hike a long time ago. No, I'm a stupid jerk. I should be banging my head against the wall with joy because you're not dead. I will in a minute. Listen, I don't care if you're the creature from the Black Lagoon, it, Godzilla, and Frankenstein all rolled into one. I just- Matt? I know you're engaged to the guy in the black cape. Don't worry. I remember him. I even like him, though God knows why. Look- I don't know, Stefan told you. He said a bunch of stuff to me about being evil, about not being sorry for what he did to Tyler. You know what I'm talking about? He's scarcely eaten since that night. I think he's hunted once. Tonight, he almost got himself killed because he's so weak. So it was your basic crap. I should have known. Well, it is and it isn't. The need is strong. Stronger than you can imagine. In fact, Matt, I'd, I'd better go. Just one thing. If there's a dance tomorrow night, don't go. Something's going to happen then. Something bad. We're going to try and guard it, but I don't know what we can do. Who's we? Stefan and Damon. I think Damon. 
and me and Meredith and Bonnie and Alaric Saltzman. Don't ask about Alaric. It's a long story. What are you guarding against? I forgot. You don't know. That's a long story, too. But, well, the short answer is whatever killed me. Whatever made those dogs attack people at my memorial service. It's something bad, Matt, that's been around Phil's church for a while now. And we're going to try and stop it from doing anything tomorrow night. Look, I'm sorry, but I should really leave. Her eyes drifted, despite herself, to the broad blue vein in his neck. When she managed to tear her gaze away and look at his face, she saw shock giving way to sudden understanding, then to something incredible, acceptance. It... it's okay. Matt? I said it's okay. It didn't hurt me before. No. No, Matt, really. I didn't come here for that. I know. That's why I want to. I want to give you something you didn't ask for. For old friend's sake? Stefan, Elena was thinking. But Stefan had told her to come and come alone. Stefan had known, she realized, and it was all right. It was his gift to Matt and to her. Ugh. But I'm coming back to you, Stefan, she thought. As she leaned toward him, Matt said, I'm going to come and help you tomorrow, you know, even if I'm not invited. Then her lips touched his throat. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool if you just want to fuck. I get it. It's so, like, Elena tries, right? Like, she's like, I'm bad, I'm terrible. And, like, it's kind of dramatic and self-serving, but she tries. She's trying, and then Matt's just like, no, I'm a jerk. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. It's the same thing he did in the first book, where he's like, oh, Elena, you only, like, use people. She's like, (gasps) and he's like, no, 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 don't cry. I was wrong. I'm the asshole. (laughs) It's like, no, you're not. I'm a jerk. Here, feed from me. That'll make it better. You didn't ask for it except with your whole fucking body. <laughs> right. You were just Leaning staring at my veins. Right, watching the pulse. Yeah, it sucks. Poor Matt. It sucks because Matt is once again a doormat. A doormat. Doormat. Stefan is a doormat because he's just sending to Elena to Matt to fuck or whatever. Because <laughs> feeding is just fucking. Feeding is fucking, it is. And they actually talk a little bit about it earlier where Elena talks about how that like wild element isn't in her and Stefan anymore because they don't, like he doesn't yeah. need her blood. And they can she, just kind of like be together. Yeah, and she can't get sustenance from his. So it's basically like, Elena, I'm sending you to this guy to fulfill your needs. Right? Where he's like, look, I know that we're now in an asexual relationship. Apparently. Because I'm no longer attracted to you because you're not my prey. Right. Go be with Matt when you need him. And like, poor Matt, right? He maybe a couple days ago uh, got fed on. And now mm-hmm. he's like, sure, you can feed on me again. Like, this poor kid. She is literally draining to be near. Yeah, I I don't like it for Elena and Matt. I think that Elena should at least be allowed to be held accountable for something. For her treatment of Matt, at the very least. I know, and she tries to be like, hey, everything I did was fucked up. I wanted him to just be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't know why, but I forgive you, but yeah. But because the <laughs> thesis of this book is this, you know, St. Elena, don't be so hard on her. He's like, no, 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 Elena, you're really no, fine. Elena, no, here, open a vein. I'll prove to you you're not terrible because you didn't ask for it verbally. You didn't demand something from me once, so you're better now. <laughs> this one time. <laughs> I- <laughs> 
It sucks. I hate it for what it does to like Stefan and Matt's relationship where it's just like yeah. Stefan's not even there and he's... I know and she's just like but I'm coming home to you babe. Yeah, it's I feel like it's a complicated scene that could be better in a book that was better than this. In a book that wasn't about like the main character being fucking given sainthood. Right, or in a book that was interested in doing more complicated things with relationship dynamics. Absolutely. I would love to see that, in fact. (laughs) Yeah. So Elena has her last diary entry where she lays out the things that they're going to do. And she kind of summarizes her experience, like, as a vampire and as a teenager. Yeah, I hadn't even realized that would be her last one because I did not see it coming. Yep. My question here that I have was whether or not Elena's character development works. Mm. Because this this final wrap-up is very like, oh, you know, I, I used to be this person, but now I'm this person. Are ya? Uh, <laughs> right? She's like, I thought about my other diary, and I'm satisfied with the friends that I have now. I didn't Which realize I like. how I, I appreciate cared that. about people. But it's been two fucking days, Elena. <laughs> right? Right, it hasn't actually been that long. So, I don't know, what do you think? I think that it doesn't. Like, that's just my gut reaction with a bunch of fucking wine in my body. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it does. I think that it, um... So I haven't seen all of the TV show. Mm -hmm. But I feel like because the TV show at least has a longer amount of time of her being a vampire. Right. That it works better there. Mm Mm-hmm. For her to be like, I care about these people I care about, and I try to protect the town from other weird supernatural bullshit. But she even says it's been 13 days. Mm-hmm. She just hasn't earned it. She spent so long being who she was. And I, granted, sure, being a fucking vampire. That'll change you. <laughs> Dying, oh, etc. Yeah. But I just, I don't buy it. It's the same thing with, like, Damon, where it's like, maybe Damon's just doing this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, she she hasn't earned it. Yeah, and it doesn't help that she's trying to repent and nobody's holding her accountable. So if she... Yeah, right. Like, I guess maybe if she had said uh, that stuff to Matt and Matt was like, hey, you know, I really appreciate it because quite frankly, it fucks me up that you did all this stuff and treated me like garbage and also like you've never once apologized for crashing my car. Mm-hmm. I know he would never ask her to apologize for that because it wasn't her fault. But, like, there's so much shit he's done, or she's done to him. And if Matt was just accepting of Elena apologizing Mm -hmm. to him, if all the people she wronged, if she got a chance to apologize and they were like, good, thank you for apologizing, Mm -hmm. or anyone was like, it's cool that you apologized, but I don't, doesn't mean I'm cool with you. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've got big thoughts on um, apology language shit, right? Mm -hmm. Where a lot of people think that an apology means, and I've said I'm sorry, or I did this thing to show that I've changed, blah, blah, blah. Why aren't you accepting it? Why am I not back in your life? Mm -hmm. And it would have been really nice to see Elena be like, hey, I've apologized, and Matt doesn't accept her apology. Mm -hmm. Damn, fuck, I gotta live with that. I mean, not for long, but I gotta live with that. Um, or, you know, Meredith Bonnie, I treated you like fucking slag, so I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then being like, that's cool, and we're a little freaked out, but we know you're gonna work towards it, and 
forgive us if we're not immediately jumping on all of your plans because like we're also growing. I think that that's part of it is Elena cannot grow as long as the narrative doesn't allow anyone else to either. Agreed. So that's where I'm at on her supposed character development. I agree. Like they talk about at the end of it, Elena is kind of mourning like the person Damon could have been if she was there to hold him accountable for his bullshit. Right? It's the same thing with her. Like nobody's there to hold her accountable for her bullshit. So there's no reason for it so to change. So therefore you're not going to try to change. Right. Not in this world. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, if there was more accountability from other characters, if the other characters changed at all in the way that they interacted with her, if Matt or Stefan put their fucking foot yeah. down, like... Yeah, if Stefan was like, hey, we got engaged and you're not fucking choosing me. This shouldn't be a do I, don't I. This is, I'm literally your fiancé. Fuck you. Right? Like, that's why their brief moments of bitterness are so satisfying, because it tells yeah. you that, like, oh, no, they actually do have some interior feelings about being treated like shit, but it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And it really would not have taken too much to give any hint of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, if you look at where the book was when it opened, with Elena coming back and her parents are dead and she went away to Europe for a little bit, and you look at how she was treating Matt, like, she just broke up with him at the beginning of the, sm the, the school year, mm -hmm. and, like, how she was treating Bonnie and Meredith and how she was treating Carolyn, like, and how she was treating her aunt and how she was, like... I can't say she was treating her sister poorly. She just wasn't interacting with her sister. Yeah. Like, that is the only one that we see any... It's not even growth. It's just interaction. Yeah. Um, everyone is the same. Yes. So if everyone is the same from page one until the end of this book, mm -hmm. then there's been no growth and everything is undeserved. Yeah. I wish that it worked because I think that this version of these characters is the most interesting and I would love to be able to just take them as they are. Yeah. But, you know, we've had two preceding books that were terrible, so... Right? Because, like, Damon is pretty fun in this book, but <laughs> there was the Damon of the past two books yep. who can just go fucking yeet himself off a cliff into the sunlight. <laughs> yes, without his ring. <laughs> Take off your ring. No, fuck it. Yeet yourself off a cliff. <laughs> With the ring on. I don't care if you survive. Do it again. This is, this is your Sisyphus forever. Once you have healed from the broken bones and lacerations and whatever fucking rocks got jutted up into your organs, yeet yourself off another cliff. <laughs> Every cliff in the entire world, yeet. Then you have, uh, you know, redeemed yourself. Find a series of cliffs progressively deeper. <laughs> Once you're done with the cliffs, find gorges. <laughs> yeet yourself into the gorges. Run and jump, but not so far that you reach the other side. This oh, is God. this is your retribution. Uh, man. And like even even Stefan, like he attacked those kids. He did. Tyler should not have attempted to do do a sexual assault. That's true. We have fucking police and law enforcement, which granted, you know, all cops are bastards. Did not work. But, like, uh, yeah, right? Like, I get it. It's terrible. But also, Stefan, like, uh, these are children. You have attacked them. Fuck you. Well, plus it's that weird intersection of, like, we've treated biting like sex for every interaction before this. Yep. So you're like, what if I just uh, rape a bunch of dudes? <laughs> and the book is just kind of like, no, 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 it's just sustenance this time. And you're like, well, but... Oh, I'm so glad you get to pick and choose. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Nobody is exempt. All right. So, mm. end of the book. 
the night of the snow dance. Always gotta have something big going on. It's Friday the 13th. Uh, they all show up to the dance to guard it. It is uneventful, so they all gather to use Bonnie's powers oh! once again. What? I wanted to say a thing. Okay. This is the thing I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, Alaric was like, well, you know, what if you just like fucking left town, Elena? It seems to be attacking you and your friends. And I was like, this guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, no, I want to stay and protect the town. And I'm like, mm, but I think if you listen to him, <laughs> like for once. <laughs> I think he's right. I love it too because that's the first time Elena's like, "Oh yeah, this is kind of all about me, isn't it?" Weird. Yeah. Didn't think about it Except that way. Except that I'm gonna stick around anyway. Uh, so they gather in one of the classrooms to use Bonnie's power to get an answer. Bonnie has, I guess, she she's possessed by another power that's not the other power. <laughs> yeah. I love halfway through they're like, "What if this power is the other power?" And Elena's like, <laughs> and Elena's like, "Yeah, yo, I thought of that, but we're not gonna address it. So carry on." <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish she had talked in the car, being like, "Hey, Meredith, so I'm pretty sure uh, if you haven't thought of this, I have. Might be this. Be prepared." <laughs> I feel like that was LJ just covering her bases. Like, yeah, 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 I know, but it's not. So some beta reader, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so Bonnie is possessed. She leads them to the cemetery. I guess they do okay, go to okay, the cemetery. There we go. Don't He's they? in the cemetery. Yeah, now the cover makes sense. So they go back to the tomb of the town founders, the Fells, Thomas and Honoria. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I Honoria is not the optimal. Honoria. <laughs> no, it's 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 Honoria, as far as I know. Okay, that's better than what I've been pronouncing it as this entire for time the, for your whole life. Yeah. It's like you look at it and you're like, oh, that's a pretty name. And then my first pronunciation instinct, oh, no, that is not a pretty name. (laughs) So they go into their tomb. They find a secret passage. I do love that Alaric, like, oh, no, we're going to have to all get together and push this off. And then Stefan and Damon are just looking at him like, bruh. Like, yo, I've got potent spy. Back off. Like, step off, bro. We got this. (laughs) Oh, you little fake Tremere. He does at one point try to cast a spell and it does not work. It does not work. He's trying to like protect against evil from the dogs. (laughs) Such a fucking Tremere wannabe. (laughs) I love it. So they find a secret passageway in the tomb. Uh, Bonnie takes them down it. When they get down there, they're confronted by the ghost of the actual Honoria Fell. She tells them that the power is going to attack the dance with animals, um, but that in order to... It's good that she knows this. Did, like, Catherine fucking tell her? I That's a good fucking question. I actually have a question for you about yeah. this, but yeah. uh, she tells them that, the, that they need to kill the power to end it. Right. You cannot kill all the animals. It will... The other power will just keep having more animals until they're all dead. She also gives Bonnie the choice to give up her powers. Uh, I guess this is what passes for Bonnie's character development. (laughs) She says no. Uh, And then Honoria disappears and tells them, like, "Uh, that's all I got. So good luck. Right. So how did that feel to you to have just a full body apparition show up? Oh, I fucking hated it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I wanted to like it because I thought it was cool. The idea of like Honoria fell is a ghost. But this is why I hated it. One, it's info dumpy. Two, it's kind of deus ex machina. 
Three, she literally fucks off after it. <laughs> I cannot help you any further. I can't have, that's all the help you get. Goodbye. I'm very tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I love the idea that she and Catherine have just been bitchy roommates for like the past five years. Right. I love that a lot. I love the idea of Catherine being like, I hate you. I'm just going to crush your bones. Ba 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 ba. Noria being like, ugh, you make such a god damn mess it's like ugh, this vampire moving in in my room i didn't even put out an advert in the paper <laughs> the line is right here catherine i told you not to cross it <laughs> you're on my side of the tomb <laughs> catherine did you eat my yogurt catherine i told you to pick up more cereal and you didn't you know i cannot leave the tomb i am literally stuck here Catherine? Catherine, did you dig a giant hole in my wall? (laughs) Catherine, I'm not getting the security deposit back. (laughs) I'm going to crush your bones again. I just feel like it. This is what I think of you. This is what you sound like. Crunch, 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 crunch. That's you. That's what you sound like right now. (laughs) I love it. I want that spin-off. (laughs) <laughs> right so, so the two of them hilarious but unintentionally so um but like i feel like it would have been better to have had honoria mean more in the rest of the series yeah for people to have been like oh there's always kinds of spooky shit happening. Everyone keeps, like, if you go up to the old fell church at midnight on yeah. the night that she died, you might see the ghost of Honoria <laughs> Fell. Like, yes. Yeah, if there had been any kind of better foreshadowing. Because I know we talked about the, the book does a pretty good job of foreshadowing. It does a good job of foreshadowing shit that happens to our main characters. Yes. It could have done a lot better to foreshadow Honoria and for Honoria to be like, what do you want me to do? I'm a ghost. All I have is this information. The other power likes to talk to me because they know she knows that I can't fucking leave here. She's just very chatty. I tell her, maybe don't do this bad shit. Like, if it was shoulder angel, shoulder devil kind of stuff, where she's uh-huh. like, what if I do this terrible thing? And Honoria's like, what if you just leave people alone? <laughs> like, yeah, Honoria. It's not fun. <laughs> Honoria trying to reform Catherine. Like, yeah, Catherine, like- have you said your daily prayers? I know your soul is forsaken and all, but I do worry about you. (laughs) I don't hate you all the time. It's wonderful to watch this television with you. (laughs) Catherine, Catherine, you really should just let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Leave those poor boys alone, Catherine. It's been 400 years. I mean, what you, they thought you were dead. What did you expect? They took my ring and they gave it to this girl who looks just like me that I dragged them here to see. (laughs) Catherine, what did you expect of them? I wanted them to remember that they loved me and I wanted them to be good friends and then we could all live together in the polyamorous triad that I attempted 400 (laughs) years ago. Catherine, it's not going to happen, Catherine. Stop trying to make it happen. happen. (laughs) They hate each other, Catherine. Catherine, you don't even talk to them. I I shouldn't have to. Catherine, they still think you're dead. It's been 400 years. I don't know why you haven't said something. Well, it's just... I shouldn't have to. <laughs> that is Catherine. That's Catherine be like, they should know. 
They should just know it's me. I mean, how do they not know? I leave little, little tiny, like, footprints all over the place. My signature's quite literally on everything. <laughs> I dumped him in the well. I mean, how could he possibly think he was his brother? <laughs> I was holding him with my physical body. How did he not know it was me? Are my arms that manly? <laughs> Honoria, be honest with me. I should probably stop working out, shouldn't I? <laughs> I told you that when you came here, Catherine. Too much lifting. I know, it's not very ladylike. <laughs> oh, God. I love them. I do. <laughs> Accidentally, I love them. <laughs> the other thing is, like, they try to do this thing where, like, Honoria is the one who's been giving Bonnie all of her prophecies. Yeah. But it just seems like Bonnie's just getting prophecies from the either or whatever. And I kind of hate that, like, the idea that now she's not going to. So, like, right. what are your fucking powers good for? <laughs> right. So, like, then a ghost just shows up and you're like, I didn't know ghosts existed in this book. All right. Yeah. So now we have ghosts and vampires. Yep. That's good. When are we going to get the werewolves? Next book. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I know they're in the series. That's important. So, uh, they're having their conversation with Honoria. She tells them, sorry, I've done all I can. Good luck, babe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> she fucking gets her flute of champagne and fucks off. <laughs> and then... Please kick out my roommate, thank you. <laughs> right? I've evicted her so many times. She just keeps coming back. I can't... I can literally do nothing. I'm an apparition. <laughs> I like the idea of Honoria, or Honoria, seeing Catherine sleeping and just trying frantically to, like pull open one of the hatches to expose her to sunlight, just getting so mad because she can't. <laughs> <laughs> and being like, you can influence animals, why can't I influence animals? If I can influence animals, perhaps I can get rid of you! <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry it's come to this, Catherine, but I can take it no more! <laughs> You've never paid rent! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the upkeep on this tomb is very expensive, and I have no more descendants, you see. <laughs> Catherine... Catherine, you're four months late on the rent we agreed upon. I mean, work so hard. <laughs> I want to be a kitten more. <laughs> they pet me. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even technically living here while I was a kitten, so why should I have to pay rent? <laughs> Catherine, Catherine, did you shit on my... Look, there wasn't a litter box, so I had to go somewhere. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine just using her tomb as a litter box. <laughs> but like spitefully, she knows it. <laughs> I'm just imagining, so you've seen Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. I'm just imagining when Yzma gets turned into that purple cat, but make it white. <laughs> yes, that is. She's like, just this spiteful, angry little cat with its little back legs kicking, kicking like dust at the poop. <laughs> like, I imagine them getting into an argument and then Catherine transforms into a white tiger and just lays a huge turd. <laughs> Catherine! Catherine, stop that! This is what I think of you, Honoria. This is you. You're this poop. Catherine! How dare you? Fecal matter, Honoria. Fecal matter. <laughs> Gosh, if you were alive, I would eat you. <laughs> Just so I could evict you from my body later. <laughs> As you try to evict me. 
from your tomb, which you can't because you're a ghost. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, too much wine. Ugh, okay. We're getting there. We're so close. The ghost fucks off. A tiger attacks. A uh, white tiger. A white tiger. Stripes. Cough, cough. Like that owl with its gold banding on the back. Mm. Elena thinks initially that it's Damon, but then Damon defends them. They all get fucked up and they pass out. I don't know how she ever thought a white tiger was Damon with his fucking black ass wings. I think she said initially that she didn't realize it was a tiger. And when she realized it was a tiger, then the wolf came out too. And she was like, oh yeah, it's not Damon. So she wakes up. She puts it all together because as we've discussed before, at the very least, Elena is fucking paying attention yeah uh catherine spends a couple chapters tormenting and torturing the three of them and it's intercut with scenes of the dogs attacking the dance and the dogs attacking elena's family we get some scenes some nice scenes i thought of catherine and stefan talking where they show any emotion at all which i appreciate i'm real glad that stefan wasn't just like no i hate you now i love elena no, like she, when he sees Catherine, Elena says he goes through like these, these range of emotions where he's like shocked and then happy and then, happy and then what the fuck? Yeah, and then he realizes, <laughs> oh shit, you've been doing this. Yeah, yeah, where he's like, uh, oh, this is not the joyous reunion I was expecting it to be. <laughs> nope. And then, uh, they have the scene where Catherine explains how she faked her death and, uh, she's like very sad about it. Like she's clearly in between the bouts of like drusilla-esque madness yeah and i (sighs) all right so i remember i messaged you last night i was super excited that Catherine showed up um because i love her and the book treats her terribly and even when she shows up the book treats her terribly like it just treats her like she's crazy like she's a child literally constantly saying she's you know childlike laughing childlike talking childlike she's just pirouetting and dancing around and i hate it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because Catherine deserves better i agree and she's obsessed with them and she's like my ring and it's like i hate lj smith for doing this to Catherine. <laughs> yeah it really sucks because well a because it's super girl haiti right like it's just yes. Catherine explains that she came to Phil's church, she saw Elena, she realized how similar they look, she thinks that they might even be related. Which I believe. They've got to be, like, distantly related. She says um, she knew how much it would hurt Stefan to see Elena and Damon, so she calls them. And that's where we get to bullshit. Yeah? Yeah, at that point, it's bullshit for her to be like, hmm... It would really hurt you, so therefore, I should get you and show you this girl who looks like me. That's- we're already at bullshit at that point. (laughs) Well, she calls them, and then, you know, the book happens, and Stefan falls in love with Elena, and Damon does whatever for Elena. And then she gets mad. Elena's taken her men, and so she exacts her revenge on Elena. I mean, Stefan and Damon too, so it's not it's not like she's punishing just Elena, but honestly, she's not really punishing Elena. Elena is a sexy lamp in this scenario <laughs> as far as Catherine is concerned. But I just hate that it it comes down to you stole my men, even though mm-hmm. I beckoned to them here <laughs> for this though, exact I spent purpose. 400 plus years ignoring the fuck out of them. You were supposed to love each other and reconcile. Like, she did nothing to help them reconcile. She only did shit to tear them apart. Right, and then when she saw them become vampires, she could have just been like, guys, 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 
Guys, Guys, I'm here. Hold on. It was a joke. It was a prank. <laughs> <laughs> it was a laugh. And then you killed each other, and now we're all vampires together. And please stop fighting. She could have spent 400 years, like, even if she didn't get the triad that she was looking for, she could have just hung out with Damon for a decade, gone hung yeah. out with Stefan. Like, she could have made this work if she tried She harder. could have made this work without them knowing, which is, you know, still not good polyamory, but... <laughs> But she gets what she wants. Unless yeah. what she actually wants is the threesome, in which case you're gonna have to work a little harder. And I don't I honestly don't think that Catherine wants a threesome. <laughs> I think she wants both of them in their own time, in their own ways. And she's like, I just want you to like each other, not to enough not to be mad that I also like your brother. Right. And she is like when they when they have this discussion with Stefan about it and what happened, like she seems genuinely sad. She's like, You were supposed to love each other and she like she's sad that they killed each other. Right, where she's like, I didn't communicate anything and then it didn't turn out the way I expected. <laughs> right, my plan didn't go the way I wanted it to, even though I did very little to make that happen. Yeah. And she has this moment where Stefan's like, you know, you can just let it go. And here is where the problem comes, is that Catherine, our lady of the attempted eternal polyamorous triad, <laughs> yes, didn't go hard enough. She should have just been like, Boys, I'm back in town, and I still want both of you, and both of you still want Elena. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep switching. <laughs> Is it me? Is it Elena? You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> I mean, they'll know. But if it was just like, Stefan and Elena, you go off and have your honeymoon, I'm taking Damon, we're gonna have a great time. <laughs> And then in 10 years, we're going to all hang out for another decade, and then we're going to switch. We'll be swingers. It'll be great. That'll work so well for everybody, because Elena wants that wildfire experience. She can go have her fucking 10-year rumspringa and come back to Damon yeah. or Stefan. And then she'll like, go back to her domesticity with Stefan. Honestly, these people, not open-minded enough. They don't understand. They could just be doing it this way. Right. Two Vs that are just connected in that way. That's it. <laughs> You think you have to choose, but you never have to choose. You're vampires now. Right? You're vampires, and vampires should never be straight and never be monogamous. Fact. You've got to turn Life is too long. Even if you're like, I'm going to be monogamous, you can't be monogamous with another vampire. Nope. Elena, Elena could be like, I'm going to be with Matt. Right. Not that she should, because Matt doesn't deserve that bullshit. But she could be like, I'm going to be with Matt until he's old and gray, and then I'm going to join you guys. Right. And what what the fuck do you give a shit about 80 years? It's nothing. It's nothing. You've already lived for 400 plus. Who cares? So, but instead, Catherine is like, Stefan, I like you best. I hate it so much. It makes me, makes me real sad. Because poor, poor Damon. Yeah. And then when Stefan's like, you know, let let Elena go, she goes to Damon. She's like, Damon, what if we murder both of them and then you and me, baby? And Damon... <laughs> I thought he was going to play her longer than he did. He could have. He, he could have helped them get out of their situation. I, I agree. He could have. But instead, he just immediately tells her to go to hell. And I'm like, why, though? You why, so Damon? close. You could have been like... Sounds great, babe. Untie me and I'll get rid of this girl right now and then we'll go off. We'll have a great time. You want to go to Venice? Let's go to Venice. Right? Like, Damon, of all people, is not above subterfuge. Right? And I was expecting that. And this, this is why vampires are not written well. Because <laughs> they just let the subterfuge 
either not exist long enough or they just reveal their hand constantly. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of Damon as like, we've clearly seen Damon lie before, right? Like he lied about being a college student. He made, yeah, it's easy. He made Elena look like an idiot when she threw that cat at him, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> through Katharina. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also like the idea of Damon as just being completely unwilling to feign anything for anybody. Yeah, he only does it when he cares. <laughs> right? So he's like, no, Catherine. In fact, I'm real pissed that you tied me up like this so you can go to hell. How dare. <laughs> and Stefan and Elaine are like, Damon. And he's like, what? what? No. <laughs> Because who knows what the fuck he's thinking. Right? I don't I don't get it. Like, Damon has no real reason to not do this. If not for real, then to not play it longer. It's weird. It is weird. He's very out of character from the first two books, but very in character for the current book. Yeah. Uh, Damon tells her to go to hell. She looks like she kills him. They spend a lot of time passing out and waking up. Until finally, Elena sees Catherine in a vulnerable position. She rips herself out of her bonds and tackles Catherine into the fucking sun. Into the sunlight. But not in like a fun way. Just like into a trap door. Yeah. And then she rips her necklace off, which has her talisman, so that Catherine burns up in the sun. Which, you know what? Fair play, Elena. Good move. Yeah, I I assumed though that once she had the talisman that she would, you know, not be affected. Yeah, she said something about she couldn't, like, get it on herself, and it's, like, it fell away, so she was also affected by the sun. And, yeah. uh, St. Elena dies for our sins. And she gets time to, like, give little monologues before she goes. Oh, of course. You know, it's been three books. She gets a death monologue. And the boys are like, wah, wah, wah. Even Damon, like, crawls over half dead, like, no, Elena, you have to live. You can live. We can save you. Okay, but what if we just stayed here for, like, a couple more minutes, guys? I'm tired, guys. Uh, she makes Stefan promise to look after Damon. Yeah. Stefan's a softie, so he's like, okay. And then he's like, I guess I have to now. And they have a nice scene after she dies where Stefan, <laughs> Stefan tries to make Wallace die for it. I loved that. He's like... <laughs> You are dead, Elena, but I too shall be dead. Like, he doesn't say that, but like, he nope. has to go for the sunlight. He does. Damon's just like, asshole. I know. Damon yoinks him. He's like, nah, nah, man. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> He's just, he doesn't even like, he doesn't address it. He's just sort of like, yeah, it looks like you like stumbled there or something. I caught you. Good thing, huh? Here, let me shove this ring on your finger. Oh yeah, that's right. He had the, he didn't have the ring and he's like, all right, now you can go. Yep. He's like, go wherever you want now. I thought that last scene was pretty good. Yeah. That was a good moment for the two of them. To be like, I don't want to see you die, even though I keep saying I do. Yeah. And they hold each other, too. Wait, actually, let me look. Because it was actually, it was really beautiful. Yeah. No, I, I agree. This last scene between the two of them was probably the best in the book. Yeah. Like, it was it was pretty good, considering all the bullshit the two of them have been put through. Well, and they don't really have a chance to interact when Elena's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, or when it's not about Elena, like maybe they would be fighting about Elena. Right. And so a lot of the like performative anger falls away. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's see. Breathing labored. He looks exhausted and pained. And Stefan had made a promise to Elena. Come on, Stefan said quietly, putting the ring in his pocket. Let's get you someplace where you can rest. He put an arm around his brother to help him up. And then for a moment, he just held on. 
Aww. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Because when Catherine's there, too, Stefan does, like, I mean, I guess ultimately admit, perhaps for the first time aloud, that, like, he feels so fucking bad that he killed his brother. Yes, that was very good. I liked that. It was so important. Because you're just spending the whole time being like, oh, no, these two hated each other. And, like, yeah, you've got a complicated sibling relationship even before this fucking girl showed up into your life. <laughs> Uh, and then made you vampires, and then you <laughs> killed each other. But you killed your brother. You were so upset. Like, honestly, Catherine, I love you, but what did you expect? <laughs> Catherine is truly not that bright. But she knew what she wanted. Um. Yeah, and it's and during that scene, Elena mentions that Damon is, like, watching Stefan say all this stuff, like, very attentively. So, like, yeah. Damon didn't know that Stefan felt bad about killing him. Yeah. So, like, as Elena's like, oh, Damon's not even looking at me or Catherine. He's just, like, enraptured watching Stefan. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was so good. Like, that, again, like, that is another plot that it's, like, this is better than the rest of the plot that's going yeah. on. Yeah, no, just Stefan, like, being sad. Like, I killed my brother. And Damon being like, oh, shit, I thought you wanted to kill me. Like, right? Being like, you feel bad about that? Like, at the time, I know you, you killed me. You wanted to attack me. But, like, and Stefan says, I'm the one who attacked first. I'm the one who killed first. Like... Mm-hmm. it's good it's like there's there it are is. parts of this that are good it's a shame about the rest of it shame about the rest of your plot <laughs> uh that's the last scene between the two of them and then we get the actual last scene which is a wrap-up from bonnie's perspective mm, bonnie writing in elena's diary and it's just sort of like talking about how the adults are trying to pretend that what happened wasn't supernatural meredith officially hooks up with Alaric. <sighs> Kill me now. <laughs> Damon and Stefan leave. They have another funeral for Elena. Actual funeral because they have the body now. Right. Uh, and they're like, oh, isn't it weird that Elena definitely didn't drown in that lake? <laughs> <laughs> and then Bonnie says that she's going to donate Elena's diaries to the library so that people don't forget the stuff that happened. Yeah. And it basically ends with a paragraph about how Elena wasn't perfect, but she was pretty good. So, if you hate Elena, you're wrong. (laughs) The book doubles down on, dear audience, if you hate Elena, you're wrong. For 13 fucking days, Elena Gilbert was not entirely selfish. Good for her. (laughs) 13 days. Oh, and that's the end. That is the Vampire Diaries trilogy. Yeah. So. So. Hate Elena. Mm Mm-hmm. As I commented before, I ship her and Oblivion, which I got. (laughs) Hooray. But. Time for me, who has not read any further books. Yes. All right. Elena is not totally dead. There's no fucking way. There's too many more books. (laughs) At least nine more. Right? She's got to come back in some kind of fucking way. I don't know how, but I'm going to hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate that Bonnie and Meredith and Alaric are together. Mm -hmm. I think you've commented that Bonnie and Damon are kind of shoved together, and uh, I don't look forward to that. And it sounds like that was being hinted at with that Christmas fanfic. Mm-hmm. Fuck it up the nose. <laughs> uh, Stefan should still be with Matt. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Mm, you said there's going to be werewolves. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. I really am sad that Catherine is gone. I hope she comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone like gathers her fucking ashes and pours fresh blood on it and she comes back. That would be great. I hate that she was only around for such a short time. Now it sucks. Um, I am looking forward to you reading the next book. Yeah, I have no idea where we're actually going. Yep. 
Uh, let's see, anything else we gotta chit-chat about? Uh, would you recommend this one? So I feel like this question is, would you recommend the, the initial three books? Yeah, sure, why not? They're campy and silly, and if you want to read something that's very dramatic and fun to hate, then <laughs> it's a good option. If you, like us, enjoy hating things that you read. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to look at critically, a lot of stuff to pick apart, and it's it's fun in that respect. Yeah, I, I still think it is an interesting and unique point in Supernatural YA romance in the PNR, to see this beginning of the genre the way it is. Uh, so that's really interesting. I feel like I could definitely recommend this to people who like to blog or podcast about things in that kind of weirdly historical way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone was prepared to go in and analyze shit and be like, why? I could definitely be like, yeah, sure, add this to your to your list. I would not hand this to a teenager. There's other better stuff out there these days. They don't need this. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I was so disappointed that this was the one that became a TV show. Because, like, of all of L.J. Smith's books that you should be reading, Vampire Diaries is not one of them. Yeah. And there was, like, a whole other series, too, with the originals, which makes me go, Oh, Klaus is dead, you say? Mm, yes, we'll find <laughs> out about that. Because I love Klaus in the TV series. That's super interesting. I never have seen... Klaus in the TV series. Oh, Klaus is so good in the TV series. He's so evil. I love him. I'm super curious. Yeah, like, him and his brothers get, like, a spinoff and shit. They've got a whole Vampire Diaries fucking universe out there. Yeah, they do. Alright, and then, uh, so next episode, we shall be concluding our first L.J. Smith arc, and then we'll, we'll move on to somebody else for a little while. It will be The Vampire Diaries Book 4, Dark Reunion. Yeah, the good one. <laughs> I'm glad we're going to be ending on the good one. <laughs> so often we do not. True. All right. Thanks for listening. You can find us at Twitter. We are at Backlist Podcast. I'm there. I'm Olivia Hennis, H-E-N-N-I-S. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Endless underscore Run. And you can also find our podcast on patreon.com slash backlist and chill, where if you sign up to be a donor, you can get our episodes super, 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 super fucking early. <laughs> All right. Thanks for Thanks listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I don't know how this happened. What the fuck? Okay. Okay, I'm going to screenshot something. I just went over to Twitter. Okay. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. This has nothing to do with the podcast except it has everything to do with the podcast. Mm -hmm. What just happened? It's not really him. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Did you tweet something? What did I do? What did you tweet? I don't know. They didn't like anything. Wait, but did you tweet something about John Hamm? No, I didn't. Oh my god. Oh my god, Ollie. We're being listened to. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you end up putting this at the end or something. We just ranted about how much I hate John Hamm. I don't hate John Hamm. I love hating John Hamm play characters. I love John characters. Hamm, I know you're listening. I don't hate you. <laughs> Apparently now I have proof that you're listening, John Hamm. <laughs> and I switch over to Twitter just for like what's going on on Twitter because I'm fucking ADHD distracted even though we're podcasting.
And up at the top it says John Ham follows you. <laughs> it's not the real John Ham, it's official John Ham or official Ham John. Uh, so it's like clearly just someone who who posts John Ham shit. <laughs> but like of all the fucking times. Dude, no, I'm so serious. Like, there must be some fucking Google like AdSense or something, because we're talking on Discord. Oh god, if it's a fucking bot that's listening on Discord. That's just like John Ham got mentioned. This person's on Twitter. We're gonna boop. Now we're following you. Like, fuck. They have literally no tweets. Like, there's no way. There's no way. We were literally just talking about just, it. Just, just fuck you, John Ham bot. Wow. <laughs> this is scary. Wow. That's not fair. This is weird. Okay. Okay, I'm creeped out. Yeah. <laughs>